Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of Big Drive Energy, we're back after a week hiatus. Mitchell has officially moved cross-country, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the move. I got fitted for some new sticks and ordered some new irons, so we'll discuss that. We're going to discuss Sahith Tagala, one of our guys, finally breaking through and winning on the PGA Tour. And then we're going to talk about social media golf stuff that annoys us. There's a long list of it, and we're going to get into a few things that really bother us um, being who we are and, and being in the golf business, but also the profession of golf, and then seeing what we see from the other end of the counter, just what drives us crazy about that. And of course, this is all brought to you by the guys, the company, Pins and Aces, our presenting sponsor. We are big Pins and Aces guys. I actually just got home from the warehouse at Pins and Aces to grab some stuff for our final tournament tomorrow. Got some beer sleeves. Everybody's getting some Pins and Aces tees, ball markers. Uh, Got some hats, some great new head covers that they've got rolling out. Uh, And Mitchell, you can speak to the new fall line. It's sick. Oh, yeah. The new fall line is unbelievable. A few like really low-key like spade prints, which are awesome, but then um there's one with a bunch of ducks on it which it's called like the that's not called the deconstructed duck it's like uh something like wow. that you don't you're already failing you don't know this no i don't know what do you know what it's called the, i think it's mallard something mallard well, but okay that's a duck um but it has a bunch of ducks on it which is fire there's a few other uh awesome like neon type prints a few shirts that i grabbed you um but yeah i'm head to toe and i've got like five boxes of pins and aces stuff coming my way it's not all for me there you go there's the golf hoodie um but some of the head the new head covers are awesome uh obviously always the beer sleeve the new liquor stick they're dropping uh the hats they just always bring the heat and the new golf bag i got i got the new golf bag so freaking sick like looks so clean i got the gray one um it was between the gray or the black because the white i've had white golf bags and i just get them too dirty too quickly so i went with the gray but Sleek design, super nice, super high end, plenty of storage space, uh, really like a true player's golf bag. And it's super light, too, for what it looks like. It looks like it's going to be very heavy, and it's actually very light. So just really well put together. And then there's actually a cool feature. There's a little magnet in, like, the back of the handle. And then in the back of a Pins and Aces, like, speaker, there's a magnet. So you can stick your speaker to the back of your um, golf bag, which is awesome. Uh, but Damn, just, Daniel. You need to yeah. start saying we, not they. It's not they anymore. It's we. I know. That's weird. I, I, It's weird having a job. Yeah, it is kind of weird having a job. 
I'm not super familiar with it, but like it, it truly is a company that I, I feel passionately about. That's why I'm working for them here. And uh, just so many new good designs. Go check out their website, pinsandaces.com. Use code BDE to get yourself 15% off and free shipping. I think that is the first time I've ever done that before, but that, there you have it. Mitchell's first read. Well done. All sorts sorts of things going down. But yes, use promo code BDE at pinsandaces.com. Save yourself 15% off. The new liquor stick drops tomorrow. I was talking to Liam. They're getting 2,700 in tomorrow and then like 27,000 next week sometime. So really cool design. And if if you've had the liquor stick before, like, you know, not everything is perfect and this is a brand new design. And so there was some issues with the pumps and all this stuff. So they said they're, they fixed all of that. And, and he was joking that like, he was like, uh, yeah, like we have 25 liquor sticks back there. that are just parted out, um, from the pump issues that people, you know, he's like half the, the, uh, emails we get about issues or pump issues on the liquor stick. So they're hopefully fixing all of that. You know, the first time something comes out, it's, um, you know, it's always new and you never know exactly what you're going to get, but they're the only ones that have that. And, uh, pins and aces is re-releasing the liquor stick. So make sure to check that out. Use our promo code BDE and you're saving yourself 15% off of that liquor stick that you can put in your bag, put a head cover on a pins and aces head cover, preferably, and carry a full 750 around the course. If you want Tito's I vodka, actually, I actually Breckenridge distillery. Better. Yeah, I, I put together Missy's new bag because I brought her out a new golf bag because she had like the Callaway kind of old, like not uh, the cart bag and she didn't like that. So I brought her out a new golf bag and I put the liquor stick in there for her, uh, through a head, a pins and aces head cover on it. And it's just like another wood in the bag. It's so perfect. Damn, love that. Is that is that the first liquor stick you threw in her bag this week or what? <laughs> yes, it is. It's, Good for it you. Is anything of that <laughs> magnitude for sure? <laughs> that thing is girthy. The liquor yeah, stick that, has got some girth. That thing's like a fire hose. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't have that kind of depth. <laughs> okay, we On, need to oh, this battery. All right, let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition, unlike any. <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> All right, let's um, let's start here. I think you owe me an apology. Um, uh, so as uh, well that too, but uh, as we know, Mitchell's moved to New Jersey, and you know this is our first okay. podcast since you moved. And interestingly enough, this is my first podcast home alone with my kid so for those of you on youtube you're getting a quick view of my son while sleeping ideally through this entire hour crib 
ideally through this entire hour, but there may be a there may be some segmented scenarios in here. But social security card while you're at it, so oh, dude, identity. I like this. I like it. I like this little view I've got. I've got the view of you, and then him. So he's gonna be taller than me by the time he's like four years old. (laughs) He's gonna dwarf you quickly. Beneficial for him because he can actually play sports besides golf. Love golf, but hopefully, uh, it's Spencer and I. Well, Spencer's the. I'm I'm just the uncle here, but uh, I think we agree that if he if Sawyer can somehow become uh, tight end of the Iowa Hawkeyes at some point. I think Spencer would die a happy man, regardless of whatever else happens from there. Um, we are huge Hawkeyes fans and that's just tight end you. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, I think Spencer just wants him to be a tight end. And if not, I told him to get the, uh, the golf clubs in his hands at a young age. So that'll be happening. Are you going to teach him to swing right-handed or left-handed? I'm ideally going to force him to do everything left-handed, but you know, we'll see. We'll you, see you how that works out. Like a middle reliever uh, in the MLB that throws like 89, but he, he's a lefty. So he gets a shot. Like, I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you only, when you're left-handed, you only get to play a few positions in baseball, but. Um, the golf clubs are cheaper. They're always on clearance. You know, you got to think these things well ahead of time, but they're also harder to find. That is, that is true. Yeah. You really got to scour the internet for that. Um, but what am I apologizing to you for? You're apologizing to me because, uh, now that you're a full-time employee at pins and aces, you came crawling to my door asking for my PGA login last week. And so I'll (laughs) let you take the floor and, and tell people how that came about. And then, and then give my formal apology. Yeah, so uh, I would say that the PGA, I'm not going to say it's worthless because it's not. There's a lot of good things about it. But for what I'm doing, it is very beneficial to have a PGA directory login, which I do not have my own. Um, So I stayed in the PGM program for like a week and a half, so I don't think I got a login at that point. (laughs) I don't think they were going to say Yeah. Um, my accomplishments, like it has your list of Spencer's list of like staying PGA, uh, status quote unquote, and what he needs to do. I would have literally zero of that, um, filled out. So I, uh, did not have my own login and I had to ask Spencer for his login, which is a great benefit, but I have just been scouring the PGA directory for everywhere, um, in the New Jersey and Philadelphia areas and you know what does suck, though, is I talked to Justin Serbo, our old boss, and he goes, oh, yeah, like half of the emails that that dudes have listed on their um, PGA directory are not emails that they use. Like, so I got about like 40 courses in and I was getting all these like at PGA.com at AOL.com at Hotmail.com. And I'm like, these aren't their, these dudes fucking emails. So it's made my search process a lot longer because now I'm going, I go to the directory, I find the course, I find the director of golf or the, you know, whatever man's in charge that I can sell uh, some wares to. And then man or I, woman. Yeah. Man or woman. Um, I have found a few, I have not found a single woman director of golf yet. I've found a few like merchandisers that are women. Um, I think the, 
actually I was on like golfphilly.com, which they have like four courses. And I think their head sales uh, person is a, is a female. So I'm looking forward to reaching out to her. Um, but basically I'm having to go through and like triple check to see if their email is verified on their website and see if it's the same email. So it's taken me, I mean, I'm three days in now and I've got about a hundred or four days kind of, and I've got like a hundred, I feel like somewhat solid contacts built up in a Google spreadsheet, which I don't know if this comes as a surprise to anybody. I've never used a Google spreadsheet before in my life. So I had to ask Spencer, uh, Spencer's been a great help. This is the thing is he's the logistics guy. Um, and I'm the ideas guy and the content, the, you know, I bring the personality. So, uh, I had to lean on Spencer for a little bit of help in a few different areas. He's going to help me kind of put together my, uh, introduction email to all these different places. But honestly, what I've discovered is how many cool, like there's a, there's this resort, um, in North, like North Jersey, almost like on the New York, New Jersey border. Oh, what the fuck is it called? Um, I know they have the one on hose lane. I think was that, no, that was Rutgers golf courses on hose lane. Uh, like H O E S. So yes, that's a kind of a shock first time you see it. Um, but this resort has like, Oh, it's called, I think it's called crystal Springs or rock. I think it is crystal Springs. It's got like six golf courses, this resort looks like unbelievable. Um, they do like outdoor music festivals. And so basically it just kind of has given me an opportunity to like see all these different places and all these different, like not see them, but like, you know, just kind of discover all the different places there is that I'm hopefully going to be going, you know, going around to and maybe playing at some point. But uh, there's this one place in like right on the New York, uh, New Jersey border. And it's a country club called the Tuxedo Club. And I was like, that is like the one of the coolest names for a country club I've ever heard. Yeah, Nate McLean from college worked there. No shit. Yeah. And he, I don't know if he still does or used to. Um, but yeah, he worked at the Tuxedo Club. And maybe it was one of his internships, I'm pretty sure. Okay, that place looks unbelievable. Like there's a whole thing on their website about how you literally can't, post it on you i think you can post stuff on social media but you can't tag them like at your location like there's all they have all these rules against like they they shun publicity pretty much it's a very very like high-end spot which it looks unbelievable but i doubt i'll ever uh be playing out there so there's just a few like really really cool spots so now i'm trying to get down into the philly area um, a few Ron Jaworski's courses. If any of you know who Ron Jaworski is, uh, turns out he owns like six golf courses in the Philadelphia area. And Spencer sounds like we're going to be putting together, or you're going to be putting together like a, a tournament. We are. No, we are. We're going to oh. help. Oh, I'm going to help. Oh, yeah, okay. this is a wee thing. Let me know what I can do. I'm, I'm not very versed in anything else, but uh, whatever I can do to help, I'll I'll put the the golf balls and the carts and shit. That's something I I'm capable of. Um, but don't you have like a meeting with Jaworski like next week or something? Yeah, I've got a meeting with Jaws Ron Jaworski um, next week to discuss uh, one of his golf courses being the host of our first tournament in Philly PHLY, which we just opened next week. Um, can't wait to do that. I was, when I was flying into Philadelphia, there's a golf course right on the water. 
uh, looked sick. I looked it up, something rivers, but it's really close to the airport. Um, and it looked so sick. Yeah, it was it was dope. Um, but it was funny because Mitchell and I, uh, Mitchell's like when we were on the phone this morning, he goes, "How do you know like what his courses are? Do you know what his court like golf courses are?" And then I mean, you can finish the story, but. Well, yeah, I was looking through the, the directory and literally the first thing it says on any of his courses is Ron Jaworski's country club. Like it literally just is in your face. Like there's nothing low key about Jaworski owning these places. And I mean, at first I was like, that's kind of almost like gaudy to like put it out there so much that what Jaws owns for some reason, I want to call him Wojo, but that's Adrian Wojnarowski, whatever. Um, wow, good one. What? Wart, Wart. Oh, now I didn't say oh, it out loud. Woj, Woj, Wojanowski. Wow, that's remember that video is like buttery crispy crust or buttery <laughs> buttery crispy flake. <laughs> saying buttery crispy flake. That's like us trying to say fucking Woj Woj bomb's name right now. Um, but no, they, they literally just on all of Jaws's golf courses, they're like Ron Jaworski's Silver Spring, Silver Tip, Silver Leaf, whatever, Country Club. Buttery um, Crispy Flake. Buttery Crispy Flake Country Club. Uh, no, so I just thought that was funny because I was like, I wonder if I'm going to find like his courses that he owns and it's just right out there. So they, uh, they're pretty unashamed about their marketing to to get people and i think jaws is like a very big like new jersey like he's a big new jersey dude i think he loves like same with like brian baldinger a lot of these nfl dudes are like big new jersey guys like i think baldy like he's a he's a diner fanatic and that's the one thing that is very popular out here that is almost non-existent in Denver is just like a diner. Like there's a diner in every town out here that just like a little hometown diner. They do like, you know, sandwiches, uh, breakfast, they do the whole bit. And then like homemade pies and all that. There's like a diner in every single town here in Denver. I feel like that's not a thing. So I guess Baldy is very into like trying all these new diners and like picking his favorite, but they literally all look the exact same. They're like, the old school kind of like not shutters on the old school uh, awnings on the outside. They just look so much like a diner. So uh, we've ordered Uber eats a few times. I've gotten like an egg salad sandwich and shit. It all slaps. So like that, that is one thing I think out here is, I mean, all the food is very, very good, but then you can kind of find a diner in whatever town you're in and you kind of know what food you're getting. Cause it's, it's going to be just fucking class A. Yeah, well, I don't know how much I can say or should say, but the name Brian Baldinger should ring a bell here pretty hard pretty soon. Yeah, so. he's a is he a Philly guy? Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know what I'm what I'm allowed to say and not say, but Oh, okay. We're getting a little but, snippets but, here. But Bald yeah, but we'll know Baldy pretty well. So yeah, fuck yeah, I like that. Um I might have to we might have to get on the golf course with Baldy. Um, but let me get into my, uh, I was going to say, get into my drive. The drive was relatively uneventful. I mean, it, it ended up taking me 26 hours. Um, what I will say, so I stopped in Iowa, saw our family, stopped in Lincoln, Nebraska first. My mom was riding with me out to Iowa, stopped in Lincoln. It's actually, I hate to admit it cause I hate the Huskers, but Lincoln's a low key, like pretty cool college town. 
um, stayed right in like, uh, like right near campus. There's a really cool, like couple streets full of restaurants and bars and all that. Um, and it just like blows my mind how cheap like college towns still are. Cause we went to, uh, mom and I had a couple cocktails at like the hotel bar. And then we go over to this Mexican place and get like tacos. And I had one drink and then we got an appetizer. The bill was like 30 with tip was like $42. And I had a double cocktail. I had three tacos. She had two tacos and we had an appetizer and that was including tips. So like how inexpensive that shit is out there was just phenomenal. I was like, God, I love this shit. Um, but then we, uh, then I, we went to Cedar Falls, Iowa, home of our dad, Stu Smith. And, uh, it was just very cool. I hadn't been back there in a while. So very cool going around town. Cedar Falls is actually very on the come up, like very kind of cool, trendy, like Midwestern town. The main street's awesome. There's a bunch of cool bars, restaurants, um, so then I went from there, the longest I, I did in one day was Iowa to Cleveland, which took me about nine hours and not a little over nine. Um, and I did that by myself, which wasn't terrible. I had a bunch of podcasts lined up. So I pretty much just listened to podcasts and, uh, ate cold pizza on the road and tried not to crash the car. Um, other than, I think I only stopped twice, like, that is the one thing about driving by yourself as a dude um, is you don't have to pee near as often. Like we'll just say it as your female counterpart. Like that's just a fact. So I only stopped twice in a nine hour drive, whereas we probably would have stopped four or five times, um, you know, if I'd had somebody else in the car. And then I stayed the night in Cleveland. I stayed Friday night in Cleveland. Actually very cool. Like I didn't see much of it. But I was impressed. Like I, so I stayed at the Hilton downtown. Awesome, awesome hotel. Like super nice. Uh, they had a rooftop bar which overlooked the dog pound. Oh yeah, fun fact for everybody. Spencer didn't know Cleveland, Ohio was on one of the Great Lakes. Can you can you just deliberate a little bit on this for me? Yeah, I had no clue. I thought Cleveland, I thought every city, I didn't even think Ohio had water, to be honest. Like every state has like a few ponds and, and smaller lakes, but I okay, didn't know it was you've like. You've been to Chicago and you've seen like Lake Michigan. So you didn't yeah, know that there was other lakes like that? Not really. No, I thought Lake Michigan was like one of its own kind of. I know there's great lakes up around Michigan. Like if I was in Michigan, I would have understood, but. Ohio to me, it doesn't make sense that there's just this massive body of water. Ohio feels like a non coastal area to me. Well, it's not a coastal area, but it has a very large lake that it's connected to. Um, I know we're not a geographical podcast. We never um, say that we are, but the fact that Spencer doesn't know that, like I sent him a picture from the rooftop bar and he goes, is that the, the Cleveland Browns stadium? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm in Cleveland. And that, he's like, I didn't know it was on the water. What's that water? I'm like, Jesus, you're such a dipshit. Um, so I stayed the night in Cleveland. Then my girlfriend flew out to Cleveland and we drove Cleveland uh, to New Jersey on Saturday. So that was like six, six and a half hours. So it was quite the trek, but I made it out here. Um, I've got one bone to pick. And I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod. Uh, so I got rear-ended like two and a half weeks ago. I've literally never been there. <laughs> um, dude, so yeah, I think I texted you about this, but so I get rear-ended 
long story short, obviously it's not my fault. You know, when you rear on somebody, it's pretty much all your fault, really no disputing it. Um, so I was like, well, fuck, like I'm planning on leaving in a week and my car is obviously drivable. I don't even have like a taillight out. It's like one of the, the lights that's on like the bumper. Um, but it's not a taillight, I guess, if that makes sense. Uh, so I was like, I'm fine to drive it, but I'm going to have to figure out once I get out here, like get the body work done, um, whatever. But I still hadn't heard back from the lady's insurance company. So I finally, I called them the day it happened, like 30 minutes after it happened. I didn't hear back for two and a half weeks. So then I called them again on like Monday and I was like, uh, can I like, what's the status on this? Like, can I go, you know, get a quote, get an estimate? And the dude goes, well, we determined that, uh, it was, you were at 50% liability and she was at 50% liability. Like it was somehow half my fault. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like what? I was like, can you tell me like, what about this is my fault? And the, the lady goes, well, would you like to be like moved like claims and adjusters? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. Like, I'm obviously this is not my fault whatsoever. So why should I, you know, just they did. I think they just expect you to shut up and like eat it. So I was like, uh, no, can I get somebody else? Luckily, I had this lady call me back like 30 minutes later and be like, hey, I looked at your file. You were 100 percent not at fault. I went ahead and pushed it through for you. Um like I was shocked because I was just, you know, whenever you're dealing with insurance, with anything, you're just ready to get fucked. Like you're just prepared to bend over, even if it's not your fault. Like it was not my fault, but I still was like this insurance company's going to give me the runaround. They're going to, you know, do this and that. This is going to take months. And that's the biggest pain in the ass about any of it is like, you know, getting rear ended. I wasn't hurt. Nobody was hurt. It's just dealing with the logistical bullshit of setting it up and, you know, dealing with the insurance companies. And, and that lady just came through so clutch for me. She was like, I, I put in a call to that person that, that wrote that you're at 50% liability and basically explained to him that that's impossible. And this is from the same insurance company. Um, so I was like, holy shit, somebody here has a fucking brain that I can talk to. So, uh, that was like a minor, minor miracle of mine. Cause I was getting ready to uh, wreak havoc on state farm insurance. And, um, you know, I, I don't have very much internet clout, but I was going to definitely shoot off some angry tweets about it. Uh, but here we are. So now I just need to get my car fixed. And other than that, uh, I've just been fucking, you know, getting acclimated. So I haven't put all my shit away. I ordered a dresser cause my girlfriend has a, a problem with ordering clothes. Her clothes is, all over the place. She has way too much of it. Um, and she <laughs> knows, so she has two, a closet full. She probably has 60 pairs of shoes. She has two dressers full. Um, and then still like Tupperwares of clothes. And she's given away like four or five, like garbage bags full. So she, Damn. Just, she does a number on the fucking clothes. I, the only person I'd say I've seen with that much clothes has got to be you, Spencer. You've got a whole fucking room dedicated. You basically have a room that's your closet. Yeah, um, I just went through and organized that. I went to... Oh, um, my, it's really a closet. Yeah, it's really just a closet. There's shoes, there's hoodies, there's all my my makeshift dresser, essentially. Um, there's a... Uh, no, it's a great spot. But now that you've left, which was very sad, but now I have my 
my golf closet back. So the room you were staying in is my now my golf closet. And I went through the other day. Busted into my room while I was fucking asleep and had to get in your golf closet. I'm like, Jesus, fucking respect my privacy. Yeah, respect that the fucking sun is up and you're just some hibernating bear that just fucking sleeps in now. Because I sleep till it's 8 so o'clock. It's like Mitchell and I used to be like the kids that got up early and we're like early to bed, early-ish to bed, but then early, you know, wake up grinders. And now Mitchell, you go in there at fucking 6 a.m. He's got three dried zins on the bed, is fucking flopped over, snoring with a podcast on. Like that's what you see if you see Mitchell before 8 a.m. Yeah, dude. That's- Quite the scene. I mean, like, in all honesty, if I don't need to wake up early, then why wake up early? Like, I think the whole life. Get your day going. It's a good It's a good process for your life. See, but th- that's just because you have an infant child that wakes you up. You, you, if you do, give me a break. When you started at, at DNVR, you were fucking sleeping in, you were chilling, you were, you know, we're just at different stages in our lives and that's okay, but you. Don't be salty because you're up at four in the morning with a crying child and I'm fucking sawing logs, just absolutely zonked out. No, it, I will say it, it's getting harder. And I think it's d- directly correlated to the sun and like the, the how dark it is. But it's getting harder for me to wake up at like six anymore. Like six is usually my normal like sweet spot time. Like even if my kid's not crying, like 6 a.m. is a fine time for me to get up. 6.30, I'm usually, if I go to just bed sleep. at 10, 10.30. Just I'm, wait for the winter when it's dark until eight AM and you're gonna be Dude, I I know. I just get in such a just get in such a fat boy mood where I just don't want to do anything. I just want to fucking stay it's warm. A hibernating bear mood. That's, that's yeah. Get in. I'm like, oh yeah, this shit's good. Um, no, like, so well, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like six AM is getting tougher and tougher now that the sun comes up at seven, but we got a golf tournament tomorrow in Monument, and I have to be there around six thirty, so I'm gonna be up at five. Um, should be fun. I'm going to pound myself full of energy drinks and life is good. You but know? there is, there is something satisfying too, about waking up early when you know, you don't have to do it all the time. Like those, when I would come like do stuff, uh, you know, help you set up for a tournament or whatever. And I had to be up at like five. It is nice to be up that early every once in a while, but it's not when you have to do it like five days a week. Like when we were working at the course, we would cherish the one day that, you know, we came in at nine o'clock or 11 o'clock or whatever, um, instead of having to be up at the ass crack of dawn. But now that it's uh, more of a choice and not a requirement, I think it makes it a little easier to get up that early. So, yeah, it's it, it when it ruins the night before. That's when like getting up early just kind of really sucks. When it's like 7 p.m. and you're already thinking about waking up to go to work, that's the absolute fucking worst. Like you're just trying to enjoy like, you know, especially if you're in your early 20s, you're trying to go out, maybe enjoy yourself, go to the bars, whatever. And then you just it's that constant game of math in your head about what time I can go to sleep and what time I can wake up and how many hours I can get and be okay, you know, like it's midnight and you got to be up at 5 a.m. and you keep looking at your phone and like you're like you know it's just something that fucking being an adult you got to deal with if you if you have a job where you have to wake up early so uh that is something i definitely don't miss i enjoy my my sleep now and uh i'm i I can't say i'm pissed off about it no i wouldn't be pissed off about it i will say dude just in general i don't understand like people that have all these kids like i don't fucking get it 
it's literally like borderline impossible. I feel like um, to b- live your life and have a kid. And well, I guess I should put it this way. Like you just, if you can, I, I can function on little sleep and like, I pride myself on functioning on little sleep always have where I'm not like, you know, you know, those people, I used to have a roommate. I won't mention her name. Um, but every time you ask her how she's doing tired, 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 it's a fucking and most annoying thing in the entire planet when somebody all they can say is I'm tired. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if you're tired. Well, I asked how you're doing, good or bad. And I don't care if you're bad either. Just say you're good like every other normal fucking person and move on. I don't care. Right. But, like I'm giving like, you the courtesy of asking in the first place. Next time I just won't ask you. Yeah, but like I I am like legitimately tired. And then it's it's for me, it's the first like half an hour. But once I'm past that and I either get a cup of coffee or just wake up enough, like looking at my phone sends me into like a massive awake feeling, um, which is a disaster at night if I'm going to bed. But if I wake up in the morning, like if I start looking at my phone and my kid's not crying and I don't have to have to take care of him right away, it's it wakes me up. But I will I want to give a shout out to not only my wife, but just moms or dads or whoever in general that like stay home with their kids or like deal with kids most of the day. Like yesterday was the first day that she went to work and buddy at, she left at three 30 at at three 50. He fell asleep and I was like, Oh fucking thank God. Then at three 57, I mean, that's a little, I just remember because I was so ticked off. Uh, the Amazon driver came and dropped off my new pickleball set, which I'm hyped about, but he oh, came wow. and dropped off my pickleball set. And the fucking dog started barking and he woke up and then he was awake and crying basically for the next two and a half to three hours. Couldn't do anything. I couldn't, I could not do anything about it. Couldn't make it better. Tried to, you know, like I could feed him and then he'd cry again. I was like, dude, I wanted to jump out the window. And it was my first like three hours. You got to slip him over that, that uh, Breckenridge distillery whiskey. Just a few drops on the gums. (laughs) <laughs> just um we haven't got there yet but speaking of breck distillery breckenridge distillery whiskey is the best whiskey in the entire world we drink it all the time we have it at our tailgates um we've always got bottles we're going to be giving away a couple of bottles tomorrow at our golf tournament so make sure you're drinking breck distillery they've got the broncos bourbon they are the official bourbon of the denver broncos and they've got the broncos bourbon contest going on right now where if you take a picture um, and you submit it and kind of you use the hashtag essentially it's called parting shots. Um, leave your, le- we leave you with our game predictions in Colorado's favorite bourbon whiskey. All you do is take a picture hashtag Breck bourbon or Broncos bourbon, excuse me. And you can win two tickets to the Breckner's Broncos bourbon distillery suite for the Broncos chargers game on December 31st. All you do is post a photo on IG or Facebook using hashtag Broncos bourbon. And at December 1st, it'll be narrowed to 10 people. And then from uh, December 4th to 10th, there will be uh, those fan votes will determine those last 10 people. And then they're going to win tickets to the Broncos distillery, um, the Broncos Breck bourbon distillery suite, which I want to be in. I want to be in a distillery suite for a game. I already get pretty lit on my own just being not in the suite. So I can only imagine what I'd be like in the in the suite. And they just came out with the Broncos Blizzard, which is a new vodka commemorating the first white alternate Broncos helmet. 
It's the world Breckenridge, as we know, is the world's highest distillery and is most widely known for their blended bourbon, a high rye mash American style whiskey. Our Breck bourbon is one of the most highly craft bourbons in the United States. It's an award winning spirits offering an immersive guest experience. They have an award winning restaurant. They have cocktails that are in our bar here at DNVR. They have Ricky Seltzer's now made with Breck spirits, and they're always at DNVR bar watch parties and Broncos tailgates. Um, we got tweeted or X I'm, I'm striving hard to call it X. Um, but we got tweeted some pictures of people, uh, that drank Bronco or Breck distillery and they tweeted us at us. So shout out to them. Um, thank you Breck. And thank you for tweeting at us. If you're drinking Breck distillery, fucking tweet it out, tweet it up at us. We love to see, uh, anybody drinking anything. That's not water. I fucking hate water. Um, also want to tell you guys about, burrito express which is in arizona if you guys are down in az they have six locations for burrito express my favorite burrito is the steak breakfast burrito with no cheese i'm a no cheese guy um they have multiple arizona locations and they're the best one is in tempe i love that one right by the campus um they support a ton of arizona state athletics and athletes um they have a funny tiktok burrito express those guys are awesome like if you meet the actual guys i met them at the golf tournament this past year they're awesome so make sure you check out burrito express Get over to your local Burrito Express in Arizona. Um, when we go down there, we're going to go down there sometime this winter, this fall. Um, we'll definitely be stopping at Burrito Express. First thing when we get there, getting our food, getting our bellies full before we go and drink Breckenridge Distillery, probably. Um, so Burrito Express, make sure to check them out if you're in the great state of Arizona. Also want to tell you guys about our friends over at Bet365. Bet365 is the only place we do our betting now on golf, on other sports, unfortunately. Um, I have had some pretty bad weekends the last two weekends with NFL football. Uh, that's just how it goes, though. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll see my way back. But bet, uh, if you sign up for Bet365, you get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. No matter what sport, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 plus and located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, they've got football. You know, they've got so many sports, and we're going to get back into our Big Bet Energy Weekly for the PGA Tour um, presented by Bet365. And you can do the each way bets where it kind of multis your bet, gives you the player to win, and then also gives you the player to top 10. So we're going to be hitting some of those each way bets with bet365. So make sure you use code DNVR365 at sign up. You're getting $365 in bonus bets. Betting golf, you're getting big odds. Like you're able to bet a dollar and win 10 to 15 to 20, even sometimes 60 or 70 when you have those big favorites, like we hit with Nick Taylor this past year. So, and then you can ride those free bets throughout, throughout the rest of the, the season or the year, whenever you're betting. So check out bet three, six, five, use that promo code DNVR three sixty five, and you're getting $365 in bonus bets. Our last group of the day, our last friends that we want to talk about, um, our factor meal kits. And we just got our factor, uh, delivered yesterday. Phenomenal meal kits. We get about eight a week between me and my wife and we don't have to worry about lunch. Um, it's horrible when we run out of them because then I'm like scraping together some shitty sandwich. So don't do that. Get factor meal kits. If you use the code 
Factor Meal Kits. If you use the code, um, that wow. is, it is DNVR50. That's pretty simple. DNVR50. You're getting 50% off of your box. And it's like, you basically get the first box for free or half off. And then they give you so many offers that you continue to get money off of your boxes. They have fresh flavor packed meals delivered right to your door. Once again, they're great because you don't have to cook them you don't have to be a disaster in the kitchen like i usually am you just put that bitch in the microwave i don't know if we're supposed to say that on the read but you toss that toss that pig in the microwave warm it up for two minutes and you're good to go with a full ass meal um two two and a half minutes my microwave's weak sauce so i have to go two and a half um but it's there it's phenomenal food they've got healthier options they've got breakfast they've got smoothies they've got shakes um, so make sure to check out Factor Meal Kits. Use that c- promo code DNBR50, and you're saving 50% off your first box. Whoa. We'll have a good discounted right. box. Discounted box. My favorite. All right. <laughs> Do we want to talk a little bit about our boy, Sahith Gala? We had a PGA Tour event. We were off, what, two weeks, and then back on one week, and now off again? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why they – maybe they usually do this one-week gap between uh... – like why even have one fall event and then take another week off and then the Ryder cup. It's like, why don't you just start back up after the Ryder cup ends, uh, kind of build it up. But I mean, for Sahith Gala, you know, it kind of gave him this opportunity to get his first victory out of the way, which we all knew was going to come eventually. Um, we just didn't know where and when, but, uh, big congrats to him. I guess his family was electric, uh, you know, definitely his parents are like huge supporters of him, which is always awesome to see. And it is also crazy when you think about like how young of a dude he is, like he's, what is he probably 25, maybe 26. So he's very young dude. And like to have your parents support like that, I think means a lot. Um, uh, Just super cool for him. I'm, I I definitely think this will catapult him now that he's gotten that first win out of the way to, uh, kind of win some bigger events and non-fall events. And uh, I, I just think the direction his career is headed is only going to be up from here. Yeah. Well, do you think he's going to have like that um, Max Homa level rise? Because remember Max Homa was the guy that like everybody loved. So was the same. Um, you know, a lot of the guys on full swing got a lot of love, which rightfully so. Won the but Fortnite. The Fortnite. He won the, won the Fortnite championship. And then turned into like a fucking player, like turned into it. You know, sometimes you can speak a little bit more to it than I can because I haven't won anything golf wise in my life other than maybe a few scrambles here and there. I mean, you, you won a fair amount, but like winning a, winning this tournament could open up a, it's like you're kicking down the door. Like I'm here and I, and he's been here and he's been the guy that you're back. Like how crazy is it to think that Sahith Thigala won a tournament before Cameron Young? Yeah, that's, I mean, I could see it happening, but just the fact that Cameron Young has not won yet is pretty wild. Um, I think that if you told everybody else that Cameron Young's already won an event, they would they wouldn't question it uh, because he's been near the top at majors. He's been, and he will win eventually. It's just not not a matter of if, a matter of when. But yeah, it is uh, kind of wild to see uh, guys like that that you just feel like are kind of that next uh, wave of really talented young dudes um, 
the fact that, you know, Sahith just won for the first time and uh, Cameron Young, guys like that, it, it really is surprising when you you find out that they're, they really haven't won yet. But like I said, I think uh, this could catapult him. His swing is actually very unique. It's not uh, super, like, I wouldn't say technically sound because obviously he's a PGA Tour player, but it's definitely a little bit more um, non-traditional for a PGA Tour guy to – be in a lot of the positions he's in, but uh, talk about a dude that's just got a lot of physical talent and has just grinded his way to, to being where he's at. So uh, really like, I know a lot of golf, there's a lot of golfers that they say like, Oh, he's such a nice dude. He said this, but he genuinely seems like one of the coolest dudes there is out there. Like he'll sign any autograph. Cause he like it, and, and it, they went into it on full swing, but he used to be that kid asking for autographs and now he's the one signing him. So he'll like, sign for anybody he'll talk to anybody um and you love dudes like that like who who recognize where they came from and and really appreciate where they're at yeah well and his family is just so behind him you saw that in full swing we've seen that up close in person when we saw him uh leading the tournament at the waste management when we were hanging out on 17 which is the the hole after the party hole that's usually the spot where players come off that hole and then you're kind of you know, with our media passes, we're kind of just like alone with them in a little area. It's not as creepy as it sounds, but his whole family was there following along. And, and it is kind of funny because even though the like, dudes, he had like 30 people following him. You remember that? Yeah. Well, and that's not like a, that's not like a one-off thing. That's almost like every tournament the dude has like 20 to 30 people in his, his family. His whole family. Yeah. Yeah. They're all wearing the shirts and stuff, which is great. But he was, you can still kind of tell his dad like doesn't completely understand golf or like you can just tell when somebody doesn't get it and he, you, he didn't get it. Now, maybe two years later um, that he's won and competed and, and been one of the better players on tour and one of the kind of more up and coming stars for two plus years. Uh, maybe his dad gets the lingo, but just some hearing some of the stuff he said, you just like, fuck, you clearly don't get it, pal. Do you? <laughs> his dad was probably like, did he shoot a birdie there? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably some shit. His that dad hit, said. that hit went in the water, which is, <laughs> which is ironically exactly what he said because Sahith on the 17th hole hit it in the water. Oh left. yeah. He hooked like a, and he, a yeah. And he said, that, hit, that hit went in the water. And I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Um, and he was just like overly like he's, which is cool, but he's also like overly emotional, which, you know, Sahith probably fucking hates. Like those yeah. parents that are like, probably like, why aren't you doing better? And it's like, you don't think yeah. I'm trying to do better? Like, yeah, you don't think yeah, I'm trying that... as hard as I possibly can here? It's that's yeah. The you funny think thing I wanted? Like, you think I wanted to hit that one in the water? Yeah. No. Like, actually, mom and I got a few times. She followed me. She'd be like, "What?" She'd be like, "What was that?" I'm like, "Mom, you're not helping me. Like, what the fuck are you doing here?" Like. I need nothing but positivity coming from you. Cause I'm already, that's the thing with golfers is like, we don't need any help being negative on ourselves. Uh, so we need anybody that's following us to like pump us up. Cause I think we've talked about Spencer caddying for me one time and uh, I hit one in the water and he goes, what the fuck was that? And then I was even par at that point And I proceeded to bogey the next six holes coming in. Cause I was so pissed off at him. Uh, couldn't have been my, my own golf game whatsoever. Uh, but it did kind of put me on tilt. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? You're my caddy and you're like shit talking me. Like, is this some good cop, bad cop bullshit? Like, you think this is going to motivate me here? Um, 
but yeah, like when <laughs> if any, if just, any, PGA it's just funny to think. It's just funny to think about because golf is not one of those sports where like somebody gets in your face and fucking hypes you up and like helmet to helmet to you. You're like, that's not it, dude. That's it's exactly it's a, it's like, a tough sport and it's hard, but it's not like pump you up good. Like I yeah. can I can get pumped up before a tournament and top one off the first tee just as good as the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, like you can motivate yourself to like focus in golf, but you can't like motivate yourself to put more effort in. Like there's not it's not an effort thing. Like there's guys on the PGA tour that make it look completely effortless. And then you have a buddy that shoots a hundred every weekend and he makes it look like the most work you've ever seen in your life. So it really is like not an effort thing. It's more of a calculated thing. So, uh, but yeah, very happy for Sahith. Uh, I think maybe we put a future on him to win the uh, waste management this year. It feels like that's kind of his spot where he kind of first got into contention where he came onto the scene. So now he's got that dub out of the way. Maybe we bet on him to win uh, at the waste management and we can clip this. And I'll say one of the few times I was right about anything that's ever happened on the PGA tour. So, yeah, well, so finishing out the top five, we have uh Sung Han Kim. I actually don't know if that's his name or not. I'm just guessing by the S dot H dot. We uh, can't yeah, just stick with that. Cam Davis, Eric Cole, and Justin Thomas coming in with a crispy little top five finish. Yeah. Uh, J- Justin Thomas playing in the Fortinet's already an L for him, but at least he finished in the top five. And I think, you know, I, not only is he rooting for himself and there's some real big Justin Thomas fans, but you know, Zach Johnson's back there like, fucking come on, fucking win. I need to fucking validate this shit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And like you said, like he's already. Like, is there any other Ryder Cup players playing in a fall season, like off-season event? No. Uh, so Mac Toma. Well, okay, but Max has won it twice in a row. He's got to go for the three-peat. That's, you know, that's, I think, different circumstances. Um, but, yeah, when I saw Justin Thomas's name on the leaderboard, I was like, ha. But at the same time, like, I think Justin Thomas is the – He's been, you know, open about his struggles this last year on the golf course, and he's not too proud. I actually respect uh, the fact that he went out and played and is like, hey, I need to have my game in shape. You know, I'm not uh, just going to go over to to Rome and fuck around, do whatever, you know, take my wife on a, a trip early. I'm going to actually play some competitive golf and try to get my game in shape for this upcoming Ryder Cup. So I do have to I do respect that. Yeah, and I honestly am such an idiot. Like, I didn't even think Max Homa would play in this tournament because I thought, like, since they went to Rome, they were just staying out there at the Marco Simone Golf Club. Yeah, you told me that. Um, You're like, well, he's already in Italy. I'm like, you know they have planes where he can, like, fly back. Like, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that, you know, they don't hold you captive in Italy once you're there. Like, you can't leave. Yeah. probably like a private jet, like probably just straight from Rome over to California. Uh, so yeah, that was actually pretty funny when you said that. I'm like, you just think they're staying there for like a month. Like how much prep do you think these guys need at this golf course? Well, I don't know about necessarily the golf course prep and these guys are pros, but for me, it would be like when I was in London, it took me, I would like the sixth or seventh day. I finally got like a sleep schedule and got acclimated at the time change. So I'm guessing they're probably already back out there with the PGA Tour being off this week. They probably went out early 
earlier this week and um preparing for next weekend but like that would that fuck me up dude playing and i know they do it in the middle of the season with the open championship and then i can't believe some of the guys that go out there for the open championship and then come right back and play the week after that like that'd be i'd be like half asleep playing golf that is a good point i mean which is how i play golf if you look at my scorecard and or watch the shots i hit it feels like i'm fucking half asleep but i'm trying i'm awake i'm here i'm, I'm giving it 100 percent uh, but no, I mean, that, that is a good point because a lot of those European tour guys are used to that time change on a weekly basis. Like they're going from Dubai to England, uh, you know, back over to like Turkey. Um, you know, they play all over the freaking place to South Africa, to, you know, you name Norway, you name it, they're playing. It. And I don't know if all those, there's definitely different time zones. I'm not saying all those are in different time zones, but they deal with that more over in Europe on a week in week out basis. Uh, but I actually, I don't know about golf, but I know there was some hockey players that like when they played in Russia, because I think there's like three or four time zones in Russia. So like, I think, or maybe even five, like if you go from like the Western side of Russia to the Eastern side, it's like, I want to say maybe even a six or seven hour time difference. I guess it's insane. So when these guys knew that they were going to go out there and play, a few days in advance it's almost kind of like elevation training um but they would put themselves on the sleep schedule they would be in in that time zone so like if it was like three in the morning um their time but the other time it was like 10 p.m or 9 p.m they would go to sleep at that that time and then wake up at like 11 or noon or whatever kind of like trying to sync their their sleep schedule with the time zone they're going to be in so I don't know if golfers go that advanced um, and kind of think far enough ahead to do that, but it wouldn't be a bad idea because that that is the one thing, like you said, can be a disadvantage. If if you wake up at 7 a.m. and it feels like or, you, you know, you're waking up at two in the morning because it feels like it's time to wake up because it's whatever, you know, in a different time zone. I'm I'm fucking that up. But, you know, it's that's not surprising. Um, that is no, a big disadvantage for the American players. I get it. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, all right, let's, before we finish up this pod with some things on social media that annoy us, I want, I want to shout out myself. Uh, I got some new clubs. I don't have them yet, but I ordered some new clubs. I am now PXG fam. Um, if you haven't heard or watched the YouTube video from a couple weeks ago, go check it out. We had a great time at PXG got fitted. I hit the new driver, got a free one. Uh, I went back into the lab with my boy, Bobby, um, and he hooked it up. Uh, I got so full new set of PXG Gen 6 irons, four through P wedge. Really excited to get those in the bag. Um, and, and you know, it's going to kind of like, this is like when golf season winds down for me a little mentally, but I haven't played much since I had this turd. So um, it's, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Not child. Love, love the kid. Since I had this kid, I haven't really got the chance to play much with work and stuff. So I'm um, playing in the tournament tomorrow, but that'll be the last time I play with these clubs and then I'll get some new ones, but I might like, it might like force me to want to get out a little more, even when it's a little chillier in like late September, early October, late October, even. Um, I mean, that's a great time. To play. I know that's a great time to play golf, but the club should be in, in about a week, week and a half. So I might, uh, take Mr. Baby and go on a few range sessions because I'm going to want to hit those. Like I've only got to hit those in the, obviously in the simulator. So we'll see, um, if I can get a little less toe and a little less fat when I get out, out on the driving range. But, 
Uh, first time I've gotten new clubs in three years. And the first time I've paid for golf clubs since I was like 16 or 17. So it's going to be it's, a wild it's a reality that you have to deal with. It is. And now I understand like all the annoying members and stuff, the people that pay like, and you know, fifteen hundred thousands of dollars for these clubs, like why they're so fucking stingy and cranky about them. Um, now, granted, they're usually in a different money pot than I am, like a different tier. Um, but it's it is, you know, I wasn't a like a pain in the ass, but Bobby did a real good job. Uh, if you want to get fitted just in general and just kind of see the process, head down to PXG Denver. It's an awesome spot. Bobby's the shit. Um but, you know, he went through it pretty thoroughly. We tried some clubs that were upright. I fucking hated them. I'm glad I'm away from that move. Um, we went standard loft, standard lie. Uh, and then we went with... Real in-depth uh, fitting, standard everything. A, well, a quarter inch long. Um, and then <laughs> just the right I'm, shaft. The right shaft, you dickhead. There was I'm a few shafts I hit that I was like... Uh, I was like not a fan of. But um, then I got... In the right, the right one, he kept like pushing me in and out of that one. Like we we'd hit that one, and he's like, he knew, you know, as a fitter, you kind of know, but you want to. He went did a thorough job and tested everything, um, so he went through a few different shafts with me. But then we found the right one. Um, back to Project X, where I've always loved and always been, um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to get some new sticks and open the box and uh, have be a PXG guy. What do you think about me being a PXG guy? Is that a I can see the look on your face. If you're not watching our podcast on YouTube, check it out. YouTube.com, Big Drive Energy. All our podcasts are on there. We've got shorts on there, just like TikTok, Instagram, et cetera. But what what are your initial thoughts on me being a PXG guy? Well, it's not as much of a problem with you being a PXG guy. I mean, it is it is a little douchey. I'm not going to lie. But, it, but it's partially because, like, you know what? You know when you're like – so when you were naming your son – you were thinking of names and like associating them with people, you know, and so you kind of like, like that name or don't like that name based on the person, you know, with that name, like PXG. The reason I don't like it is because of the people I know that play PXG. So it's, Oh, I'm only, I'm only making that worse for you. Yeah. Oh, it's just bottom of the barrel for me now, but it just in the most typical fashion, Spencer fashion, he wins that new driver and immediately goes, I'll come in next week, get fitted for a full new set of irons. Like they ended up making money on the deal by bringing us in and sell it, giving Spencer a free driver. So I wouldn't say Sp- Spencer's a big pushover. I'm not saying he's a pushover here, but it was just like the easiest. They, they literally Bobby's like, you know, if you ever want anything, Spencer's like, I'll be here next week. Like <laughs> fucking that is accurate. I want just, I'll give you my credit card. Just take it out tonight. Take your wife to dinner. Fucking do whatever you want. Like Spencer was very much like on board right off the bat, which I don't blame him for. But I will just say if I would have won the free PXG driver, I wouldn't have just been going to, you know, drop a couple grand there the next week. Um, But yeah, it will be a little odd seeing PXG in your bag uh, for the six times a year that you play. But I did actually hit those irons at the when we were at phg denver and they did feel very good so i'm not gonna knock them the top line looks great from behind they look they're not my favorite they're not the most aesthetically pleasing to me but you know they're not my golf clubs i don't have to look at them so but yeah that the phg there's definitely a stigma around that 
Um, so if you don't know, it's kind of just in, you figure it out, you know, you meet people that play PXG and you're like, okay, now I get it. So you're just, you're that guy now. Oh yeah. I'm definitely that guy, but I don't know why. Uh, it feels like it gives me, um, it gives me a little bit of like clout. Like, I feel like if, you know, like if somebody looks at my bag, they're not like, they're like, I feel like nobody that doesn't really know how to play the game of golf plays PXG. And maybe that's like, you know, I don't know. It, it feels like it's, it's a bit, (laughs) <laughs> it's a big enough investment and it's a big enough part of like golf and it's it's a niche company that you you know you at least have an idea you look like you have an idea of what you're doing when you're playing them maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm not but like when i see somebody with a bag of pxgs i'm like oh they they're like into the game like they're not like they didn't just get like nobody gives away pxgs you know what i mean yeah i can see it going one of two directions it's either you know what you're doing or you just got fleeced at a fitting and like, you know, you, this is your first set of clubs and you just drop five grand and you're an idiot. So, yeah, I mean, that's fair, but I, it's pretty clear what I am in and I'm, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. That's all relative. Um, but let's get to the social media shit because there there's, you know, with golf blowing up these last few years, it's always, uh, I, I love the fact that the game has grown so much, but these meme accounts, just get so old and annoying to me. And I have so many buddies fucking send me memes all the time. And I don't, you know, I don't not love the memes. Like I'm in a committed relationship. So I'm obviously, I've got no Instagram DMS from females. I've got, you know, that's just a thing of the past. All my Instagram DMS are just dudes sending me fucking golf memes all day. Um, But some are, some are funny and some are just kind of like misused. And there's, there's a few trends that really like just are annoying to me and I don't find them funny at all. So give us a few of yours, Spence, and I'll give you a few of mine. Well, uh, I'll start with, you know, we're on kind of other sides of the coin on this. I'm still like the lame, like I think some golf memes are funny. Um, but that one today that you said, uh, did you send me that? Yeah. The, the guy the dude is, that wanted to rips his say? shirt off and he says, I've been to heaven. Yeah. This body's been to heaven. You want to, what oh dude, what did he call the guy? He called him like a fucking oh, it was just some hilarious ass. Term. One of the most absolutely unhinged videos you'll ever see in your life, especially on a golf course. But um, no, I like the golf memes, but I think sometimes like they're it's just everybody's just throwing the same, you know. There's there's really there's a spot for really well executed memes. Um, but I think most of all, it's like, I think my, the biggest annoyance for me is whenever we do like our TikTok videos and people are like, oh, I just, you know, go out on the course and, you know, the one we did about the dinner, they were like, oh, I just skip that, go to dinner and then go right back out. And they don't, you know, it's just the assholes that do the things that we're making them look like we're doing our TikToks so people recognize when they're in the wrong and when they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. It's really not that hard to follow the rules. Like, and it's not, you have to follow every rule and drop here and drop from your knee and, you know, hit, not hit three off the tee or whatever, all this, you know, crazy rules that get into golf, but just the idea of like that it's a business. Yes. It's a game. Yes. You can get fucked up. Yes. You can drive a cart around, act like an idiot for four and a half, five hours, but there's still like people that make their livelihood us on that business of the game. So 
as whereas as much as I try not to be a stick in the mud about that stuff, like the people that comment are like, Oh, this is, you know, fucking what I do every week. You know, like you're the you're the yeah. asshole that people don't like. Well, yeah, and I think it boils down to more of just like <clears throat> how many people do we know in this world that are just have no self-awareness? That is those people on the golf course. They have no self-awareness, they have no awareness for how they're affecting other people like just be aware of the people around you. And that's what people don't do. Um, you know, they say common sense is not so common kind of thing. So I would agree that that shit bugs me. Um, I've got a few here that, that just, I think are dumb to me um, that are kind of funny, but also just like stupid and like worthless um, kids standing in front of their buddies, hitting shots and just like getting absolutely annihilated by like, teeing up a ball between your ass cheeks and then your buddy chunks it and just demolishes your ass cheek. And it looks like you got hit by a car. Like that's not worth the 230 views. It's going to get on TikTok. that your asshole is going to be permanently damaged from that. Like I, I don't find that like hilarious or when somebody's standing in front of a simulator with their legs spread and the other kid just like fucking pelts him right in the back of the leg. Um, that shit's just stupid to me. Like that's that's not funny. That's just it, dumb. It's, it's not funny, but I think along those same lines, one of the funniest videos I ever saw was like the guy that's hooked up to a taser, and if he missed the green, he gets tased. That shit is one of the okay, funniest things yeah. I think I've ever seen. One of the funniest ever things uh, was Chichi Rodriguez. Remember when the big break was a thing? Yeah, and they were they were doing the glass breaking challenge. Do you remember that? Um, and Chichi Rodriguez was trying to hit a stinger at this little glass window pane and it was a wood frame around it. He hits the wood. It comes back like full velocity right in his balls. And like it well, that, drops. That just, ha- that just happened um, the other day. That was one of the viral videos from this last week is somebody hit an iron shot and it was like, I'm never playing golf again. Hits the T marker Parker Sperry style. And then it comes backwards and hits the dude right in the nuts. Parker catching strays. Um, another thing that I don't find hilarious is teenagers like getting into fights on the golf course, like fighting over God knows what, like y- your buddy didn't give you your three footer for triple bogey or, you know, who knows, but you see all these like country club kids getting in fights. Um, I think that shit's just dumb. It's not really funny. And it, it just makes you look like an idiot. Like, it's those people that still think it's like cool to get in bar fights. Like it's not, it's never been cool. It's not cool. Just put your dick away, act like a normal human being and and play golf. Yeah. The, the idea that like a golf course is a place where people get so pissed off at each other that they act like that dude today or uh, in the video that we saw today where he said his body's been to heaven and just like stealing other people's ball. Like, overall it's just a game and so people that take it to that level it's it's wild to me like i've never i've been mad at myself on the golf course or mad at the golf course but you know i've never considered the that idea essentially i no i agree and my last thing i had written down was just dudes hitting stingers for like no reason and then like going viral like i don't i don't necessarily understand the obsession with like stinger tiktok because there's dudes like there's this one dude who just hits stingers on like every shot 
And I'm like, I feel like you'd be better off. And I know it's obviously for the video, but why are you hitting stingers in places you don't need to hit stingers? Like it makes no sense whatsoever. And these kids just like cream their jeans over these dudes hitting low golf shots on, on TikTok. Like I will say one guy that I could watch hit stingers all day is Min Woo Lee. Cause that dude creates world-class ball speed and has world-class control over his golf ball. But like just these random guys that go out and hit these fucking low rising, you know, golf shots that do numbers on TikTok. I just, for the life of me, it's like everybody's out there trying to hit stingers now, which really your goal is to like get the ball up in the air and like land it on the green. So that's just one of those trends to me that just doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm like, why are you like, sure, it looks cool, but it's not really like quote unquote that hard to do. And it's also just kind of stupid in, in my opinion. Yeah. I think it's the people that like, haven't fully gotten into the, like, the full like game. Like I bet you a lot of the people that get really stoked about the stingers are the ones that can't hit them. So like to them, yeah. that's an incredible feat. Um, I do like the, like skipping balls over the water is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I do agree. There's, there's some things out like social media is just blown up and golf golf social media is like a fun place to be most of the time where you can learn a lot of information. If you're following guys like Lou Stagner or even Michael Kim, uh, I'm going to keep tweeting Michael Kim until he comes on our pod. He hasn't, hasn't responded yet, but I'm not going to stop trying. Um, but no, super informative about, um, you know, what the game's like for a mid-level tour player, you know, his ball deals, club deals, all that stuff, traveling, like that's the stuff people really like to see. And so that part of social media is good, but all that, like people running over each other in, in golf carts, you're like, dude, you're an idiot or, you know, purposely sending the golf cart and breaking it. Like that's four grand, 4,500, depending upon, um, you know, what they, um, what they end up breaking or, you know, entirely ruining the course or the, the golf cart, like all that shit just annoys me. And I know we're old and, but we, we seen it from the other end. So that shit's just annoying. Yeah. Basically let's go viral, you know? Yeah. Doing anything to get clicks is like the dumbest shit to me. Like that's just cringy to me in, in, you know, in general, not just in golf, but uh, if you're like, you know, pissing other people off, wrecking merchandise wrecking some physical place because you want to get clicks then you're a fucking loser <laughs> you're an l7 weenie correct um i do want to give a quick shout out to justin serbo when i told him i got pxgs he asked me if i bought the iron covers that go on them <laughs> oh fuck you probably should just to make sure everybody knows you have pxgs no uh, yeah 100 percent Shout out to your son, Sawyer. We did this all in one take. Is he still zonked out? Dude's still passed out. I'm going to go grab him right after we finish this. But what? well done. Talk about knowing your surroundings at the ripe age of 11 weeks old. He's fucking Do getting your it. job. What a kid. What a guy. Clap what it up game. for this what fucking game man. Yeah, give him a round of applause. <laughs> Love it. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Big Drive Energy. We'll be back next week. We've got a special edition of big drive energy rider cup edition we're going to preview the rider cup we're going to preview the golf course the players and then we're going to rank the players i'm taking the united states team mitchell's taking the european team on how american or how european they are we're going to go through their social medias we're going to find we're going to rank one to 12 all the players 
and it's going to be on YouTube. So we're going to have some graphics packages with it. Make sure you check it out on the YouTube. Uh, that'll come out probably next Wednesday at some point. So make sure you check us out on YouTube at Big Drive Energy, on the X at Big Drive Energy, and on Instagram at Big Drive Energy Pod, same as TikTok at Big Drive Energy. And we are okay. going to be doing a, uh, a Saturday, a, a kind of a live reaction, not this upcoming Saturday, but the next Saturday from our CHGO studio. So that's going to be badass. Uh, we'll kind of cover the first three days of the Ryder Cup, make our Sunday predictions and all that from out at, in CHGO, where we will be attending the Broncos-Bears clusterfuck game of the year. So. Broncos, Bears, 0-3, who's getting their first dub of the year fucking scenario. Yeah, who can fuck it up less type of deal. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's it for us this week. Enjoy your weekend. Um, get prepped for the Ryder Cup. A lot of early mornings, but we love we love those early mornings when golf is on. I did see, speaking of memes, I'll wrap it up with this. Um, it was like a, I got sent a golf meme that was like when you get uh, taken to HR for wearing your Ryder Cup gear to work, and it was like when Will Ferrell had the American flag thong on. That is pretty good. That that's I feel like see, shit like, like that is just kind of hits my funny bone. Yeah, no, that's that's good classic shit. That's wholesome. Good wholesome humor. All right, we're out. Peace. Peace.